Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP, we got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. It's Saturday, September 24th. I'm your host, John June, and this guy over here, that's my homie, Greg Penniman, G-Money. What's good? What's going on? I mean, yep, definitely uh, got a good Sunday coming up, uh, repping the Giants. You know, we tuned up for now, so I'm uh, I'm going to be here supporting strong, you know, until they, until they the schedule gets starting to get real, uh, but they got they got Dallas this week. You know they got Chicago, so you know they could get a four and zero start here. So I'm I'm, I'm kind of hyped. Um, but yeah, uh, actually pretty surprisingly good Thursday night game. Uh, it's got some scoring and points in there, so that, that was good too as well. Yeah, I mean we we definitely uh, got to get into some Thursday night football, but I you know feel everybody's feeling good in New York right now. I mean the the the, the, sure. uh, the Giants are. <laughs> Are two and zero. The Jets are one and one, facing the zero and two Bengals. So if they could possibly, you know, sneak out a win there, you know, they could be looking at two and one going to you know to Pittsburgh to face Mitch Trubisky. So, you know, I think it's good vibes, good vibes all around. Uh, I think the Giants, what they're doing is legit, though. I like Brian Dable. I think he's a good coach. Um, question will always be Daniel Jones. Oh yeah, I mean, I was done with Daniel Jones two years ago. <laughs> that's that's uh, the question has been answered at this point. Like they just they need to just learn how to win, you know, rebuilding and learning how to win, and then swapping a the quarterback. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, we got to talk about some Thursday night football uh, because it, like you said, it was definitely a higher scoring game than than we anticipated for sure. I think we both took the under here. Uh, that did not hit, I don't believe. Um, and due to some <laughs> last-minute uh, shenanigans, uh, I, I weren't wait, were Pittsburgh. I think was five and a half, if I'm not mistaken. I got to get my my spreadsheet up, but I think Pittsburgh. Uh, we we were discussing the game. Uh, they were five and a half point underdogs. So, uh, you know, but Jacoby Brissett and Amari Cooper. Uh, <laughs> that was my takeaway. Uh, Amari Cooper, uh, the last two weeks has been the number one target by, by a mile for Jacoby Brissett. So, you know, we talked about him and, uh, I know we both said that he was a wide receiver two type play. Um, and I think that he'll, he'll continue to be that going forward. You know, I, issues with Amari Cooper always end up being that, he may miss some some games and miss some time and things of that nature, but right now he's definitely got to be in your lineup as a as as a wide receiver two flex option every week. I think. Yeah, I mean he he kind of gives me that. I guess what Brandon Cooks is kind of doing uh feel like on a bad team, only receiver really that can stretch the field, but he's you know it's going to get the majority of the targets and and any deep play or play over ten yards they're going to get is going to be to to that Amari Cooper. So, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's a reason we like Brandon Cooks. I think it's the same reason we could apply to Amari Cooper. Like, he's going to get the volume, and he's still a, a really good player, and he's going to create space, so he's, so he's going to be open. Yeah, definitely. And then you get this upside when, um, obviously, Deshaun Watson gets back. So, 
Um, and you get an upgrade at the quarterback position there. Um, you know, Nick Chubb again. Oh, just, yeah. That's yeah. a dog. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a dog doing what he does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Deontay Johnson just doing it, getting it done. You know, he was my bust for the year, but he's been getting it done. Plus, yo. <laughs> Every time, yo. Every time. Plus he's targets. Been getting it done despite the, uh, you know, the quarterback situation here. And, he, you know, he might even potentially – he could get an upgrade too depending on Kenny Pickett and, and, and how he fares. Um, any Anything else you took away from the game outside of George Pickens, like ridiculous Odell? Oh, the, the catch. I mean, catch. Yeah, I mean, other, other than that, amazing catch. Catch of the year so far, easily. Probably catch of the year in, like, the last two years with that Terry catch last year. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I need the Steelers offense just to, to open up a little bit more. Hopefully, they can get a quarterback change because that will help Najee, Pat Farmer if they didn't get involved to like the last drive and he got 41 yards on it. So like, it's yeah, they they just need some some spark. And David and Joku though finally has coming out party for the season, so that was good. Yeah, his best game of the year, I think, had a career high in catches. Um, so you know, definitely good to see there on his part. Um, anything else you took away from the game? No, no, definitely happy that last defensive touchdown happened though, because I definitely played Cleveland in a couple of leagues. Their defense needed that. <laughs> that they definitely did. Um, all right, let's jump into some football. Obviously, we we you know we broke down the 1 p.m. games in the part uh you know game previews part one. Uh, so you can go back and listen to that, or you can watch it on YouTube, or you could. You know, watch us live as we do that every Thursday here uh, from either YouTube, Twitch, or uh, Twitter via Periscope. So um, make sure you comment, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. Um, let's talk about some football. Yes, sir. We're talking about all the 4 p.m. games, the the primetime games, and starting with this game here, 4.05 p.m., we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars 1-1 traveling to L.A. to take on the 1-1 L.A. Chargers. This game has a 47.5 point total where, well, actually have to get the updated line for this game because there's been some significant movement in the game here, so... Let me just get the most up-to-date line because this one, um, you know, with the Justin Herbert news, this one definitely, uh, yeah, Jacksonville plus three and a half, and the total is 42 and a half. So, Mm. total is 42 and a half, and Jacksonville is plus three and a half. Oh, the Herb. Yeah, with Justin Herbert being potentially injured here, um, potentially be having to miss this game with a rib injury that he suffered um, in last Thursday night's game against the Kansas City Chiefs. And so he is questionable to play. He was limited all week, but he, um, you know, they were say- saying he moves well and things of that nature. Uh, and pain tolerance isn't really a concern. It's will he be effective enough to will he be effective enough to actually, you know, be able to operate the offense? We saw that there was that one play against, you know, on third down against the Chiefs, where you know he could have ran for a first down. Um, yep. You know, he he was just in clearly in so much pain that he just threw the ball away, just dirted it. 
Obviously, he comes back the next play, makes a ridiculous throw like a dart. But it's just, you know, how can they operate their offense? Will he be a detriment? So Chase Daniel took the first team reps there uh, for the Chargers. So it's it's definitely something to 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 watch. Uh, Herbert plays four oh five, so you have to have a contingency plan. I know Greg, you picked up Marcus Mariota in our league of extraordinary people, so uh, he plays in the four twenty five slate. So mm-hmm. that's the perfect pivot, in my opinion. Um, you know, I any other pivots that you considered that might might have been available to you uh, for that late slot? I mean, Mariota is probably. Uh, your best option, unless you didn't get Jared Goff for the early slot. Um, uh, and that's, Jimmy G. that's it. And Jimmy G. Yeah, and Jimmy G. Yeah. Yeah, that would probably be not probably it, though. as far as I would go. Yeah. Um, you know, Daniel Jones, if you're if you're really desperate because of the yeah. rushing. But I mean, I'll, I might take Chase, Chase Daniel after before. Jones. That's yeah, that's a good point. I mean, honestly, that's actually yeah. not a bad idea because yeah, Chase yeah. Daniel will come in and operate this offense. There's good pieces around him. It's yep. you know, they're playing Jacksonville, which Jacksonville's defense is definitely much improved for sure. Uh, but I you know, I think a veteran quarterback coming in here with these pieces, these weapons. Let's just jump into the game. Let's just talk about sure. it instead of talking about it. But um, you know, gotta cover some injuries. Keenan Allen, he's limited with a hamstring. Uh, J.C. Jackson, he was DMP with an ankle, had a downgrade, so he's he's mm. doubtful. And then tight end um, Donald Parm, he's got a hamstring injury. Uh, Jacksonville, I want to know what they put in their water because this is the third straight week. Nobody on the injury report. So um, all the NFL teams just figure out what Jacksonville is doing. Um, Greg, on this game, what do you got? I'm going to take the under – uh, I'm going to take Jacksonville to cover, but I'm going to take the Chargers to still win, uh, regardless of who the QB is. Um, Chargers being home, and I think they still have a, a better roster uh, that they, they get it done. Um, on the Jacksonville side, though, uh, if J.C. Jackson isn't able to go, um, that does help Trevor Lawrence a little bit, but I still have him as a, a QB2 Superflex conversation. Um, they you know, were able to get that one last week, and, you know, able to as a team they were able to shut out the, the Colts which is pretty crazy um and as far as the rest of the roster James Robinson right now is the running back to own for sure uh running back to roster in this offense uh definitely has strong RB2 value some RB1 upside uh Christian Kirk uh wide receiver one upside as well um but definitely gonna be weekly rated top 15 play um and then on the Charger side um Depending if Herbert goes, obviously you're playing him. Uh, if not, we talked about those contingency plans a little bit. Uh, Eckler, he's a, a strong RB2 with some RB1 upside. I think if um, Herbert isn't able to go, he might get a little more carries. I'm not sure how it'll be in the maybe the passing down work. He'll probably get maybe some more targets because a uh, veteran quarterback can use him as a, as a dump down play. Uh, Joe at Everett tied in one conversation and, and Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, the Keenan Allen's back, uh, Mike Williams, they both do have some good matchups on the outside. So uh, I like them to both have some wide receiver one upside. Yeah, I, I'm i uh, on the Jacksonville side. Well, I'm going to take the under here. Well, actually, now I'm going to take the over. I was going to take the oh, under. Yeah, it's 42, yeah. Uh, it was 42 and a half, and I'll take the over because um, I do think that, you know, J- Chase McDaniels could still score some points. And um, – you know, Jacksonville, obviously, I, I like their offense as well. 
The Chargers have a good defense, though. So, you know, both these defenses can make plays. So definitely something to watch as well. Um, mm, I thought Jacksonville could cover seven when I thought Herbert was playing. So I think Jacksonville could cover the three and a half. Yeah. Uh, I will take the Chargers to win. Um. Trevor Lawrence has quarterback one upside, I think, in this game, just because the pass volume should be there. He's not going to be – He's you know, he is athletic. He hasn't run much this year, but he's not afraid to use his legs when he has to, uh, especially down by the goal line. Uh, the pass volume, like I said, should be there as well uh, in a game like this where, um, you know, maybe they're not going to be down as much, but, you know, they're still projected to lose. It could be a high-scoring uh, high game. Plus, he does – throw the ball in the red zone, and when he gets down there, he's looking for Christian Kirk, who, in my opinion, he's got to be a wide receiver one. Uh, just the production that he's been he's been putting up over these last few weeks, he's he's getting the targets, he's getting the touchdowns. Um, he's clearly the number one receiver in this offense, so I, you know, I think he's got to be a wide receiver one option going forward. Uh, Zay Jones, still wide receiver two, three, in my opinion. He was a good – he was off to a good start last week um, if you watched that game. Uh, but the Jags converted on some short fields for touchdowns and they got up early and then they just leaned on the run game. So mm -hmm. I'm willing to play Zay Jones in a matchup like this. I mean, probably not a matchup like this where the total is not so high. Um, but if you think this game can shoot out, can still shoot out, I'm taking the over in it. I think Zay Jones, you know, will, you know, will have some opportunities. If not this week, then, then definitely going forward. Uh, Travis Etienne, he's an RB3 flex option. Uh, Evan Ingram, he's he's a nice option at tight end. He's my stream of the week. Um, you know, has a high, you know, twelve. Uh, he's twelfth in targets at the position, so I think he's definitely in play. And then for the Chargers, uh, Keenan Allen, if he's healthy, I think he's you know wide receiver one. I still think that these pass these pass game options, they probably don't have the upside that we maybe thought that they have, but I still think that they're solid plays. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Uh, Austin Eckler uh, and, and Gerald Everett. I think maybe, you know, Keon Allen probably still has his wide receiver one, you know, type production just based on volume. While mm -hmm. Mike Williams is probably like a high upside wide receiver two. Austin Eckler, you know, being in that RB1, RB2 range, maybe they lean on him and, and, and you know, the, the other running backs a little bit more this week. And Gerald Everett still going to be a tight end one. Yeah, definitely agree. Uh, and, Dammy Mark one says, "What's up? What's up, Mark? I don't know who that is, but I don't know if your name is Mark. I don't know why you would, you know, damn yourself. I don't think that would make sense. Um, so yeah, what's up? Um, moving on to the next matchup. It is the zero and two Atlanta Falcons traveling to Seattle to take on the one and one Seattle Seahawks. This game has a forty one and a half point total." Seattle Seahawks are one and a half point favorites in terms of injuries. Well, the weather, there's a, it's okay in this game. It was okay in the last game as well. Um, Damian Williams, he was on put on IR with a rib injury uh, for Seattle. Cornerback Artie Burns is questionable with the groin. Cornerback Justin Coleman, DMP with a calf. Defensive tackle Al Woods was uh, limited with a knee. Uchenna Nwosu, he was limited with a shoulder. Quandre Diggs was a DMP with a knee, uh, and Cody Barton was a DMP with a shoulder. This was all from Thursday, all as of Thursday's report. Um, and then, you know, uh, guards Gabe Jackson and Austin Blythe 
they're both questionable for the game. So uh, in this game here, I'm going to take the over of 41 on 41 and a half. I'm going to take Atlanta to cover one and a half. I'm going to take Atlanta to win. Um, you know, on the Atlanta side, I really love the 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 Mariota Drake London stack this week. I, you know, I think um, especially if you're playing like cash games in DFS, like I think that's a really good stack because. Uh, Mariota is going to use his legs. I like this matchup. He's my stream of the week. And then Drake London, he's obviously got, you know, the upside that he has. He's been balling these last couple weeks. Uh, Cordell Patterson, he's in a timeshare with a rookie, uh, Tyler Algier. Um, So I I would probably pick him up and stash him because he had 10 carries in his his first game active last week. And Damian Williams just went to the injured reserve. So um, if you have, you know, a spot on your roster, Definitely somebody I would look to add. Um, and then, like like I said, I'm still starting Kyle Pitts. I, I think he'll come through for us um, this week. You know, Seattle uh, is, is not a team that's great against the tight end. So, you know, I'm definitely going to take a shot on Kyle Pitts, especially after uh, Arthur Smith had to answer questions about not getting him the ball. Uh, and then for Seattle, you could take a shot on Metcalf um, or Tyler Lockett. but. I really want no parts. I really don't. Um, Penny was awful last week with just six carries. I want nothing to do with this offense. Yeah, I'm going to go with the under. I'm going to take Seattle to cover. and I'm going to take Seattle to win. Uh, not Yeah, I'm not sure how they get it done. Just I don't know how they got that first game done, but they, they do. Um, on the Atlanta side, I agree with you, though. Mariota is a, a good, I think, almost a great streaming option this week. Um, uh, definitely a great contingency plan. The best one for this four o'clock slot if you're the Herbert owner, um, uh, manager. Uh, so he's playable, especially with that safe floor with his legs. Cordell Patterson, the play uh, for at running back. Um, he's definitely going to be leading these teams in, in the in the carries department. Uh, and Drake London for sure is definitely emerging as a, a solid wide receiver too. Um, Kyle Pitts, it's the schedule's opening up, so. Uh, can't honestly get any any worse. Uh, I think this is going to be uh, hopefully a game where you can get to that tight end two, tight end one level uh, as far as rankings. Hopefully top twenty play, um, and then that would just start you know getting his momentum and then everything and the chemistry going with Mariota. Because definitely it's the first time him playing with him, so you know you gotta get used to that. Uh, on the Seattle side, uh, I'm with you really. You like really don't know who's gonna be the wide receiver to play, and then. It's even worse because it's dead catching passes from, from Gino. Um, definitely, I feel like Metcalf still has a safer floor, but that floor is like wide receiver three, and then his cap is almost still at wide receiver three. So I'm going to see him as that and lock it as well as a wide receiver four, some wide receiver two upside. Yeah, lock it. I mean, uh, Metcalf is definitely the one that I'd be willing to play. Yeah. Um, but like you said, his floor is like a wide receiver three. And the ceiling is like still, it's not like wide receiver two. Yeah, like I mean, we know what the ceiling is, right? Like, but we've seen that with Russ. Like, we haven't yeah. seen that with Gene. Like, I mean, we saw some of it last year, but I don't know. This is this right now. It's tough to reliably count on DK Metcalf, especially yeah. when you're, you know, you see other guys, or you know, you know Drake London, right? Like you. You, you could have DK Metcalf and Drake London. You might have played DK Metcalf two weeks in a row. Yep. Right. So it's things like that. Um, 
All right, moving on to this next matchup, we got the one and one Green Bay Packers traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the two and zero Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This game has a forty one and a half point total, uh, where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are two and a half point home favorites. Um, there is a chance of rain in this game. Actually, learn something new, Greg. Did you know that the percent chance of rain is not actually the percentage probability that it will rain? It's so like if it's 40% chance of rain, it's really not 40% chance that it's gonna rain. It's 40% of that area will certainly see rain. Really? Yeah. What? No way. That's 40% of that of that region. Of that geographic region. Of that region will see rain. Wow. That is so misexplained. That was just like (laughs) I that's crazy. Mind blown, <laughs> third eye open. Like, that's crazy. Nah, that don't make sense. They need to explain that better or <laughs> put it out there better than something like that. <laughs> oh, so yeah, learn something new every day. That's the goal, at least. Um, defensive tackle Kenny Clark for the Green Bay Packers. He is questionable with a groin injury. Uh, kicker Mason Crosby, questionable with an illness. Uh, David Bakhtiari, questionable with a knee. Randall Cobb was a DMP with an illness. Christian Watson was a DMP with a hamstring. Alan Lazard, DMP with an ankle. Sammy Watkins, DMP with a hamstring. Um, I believe Sammy Watkins was ruled out. And um, Alan Lazard, I think, got downgraded during the week. But he's questionable. So basically, you could have a situation where like Romeo Dobbs is operating as the top receiver for Aaron Rodgers. So definitely keep an eye out on that. For Tampa Bay, Mike Evans is out, obviously, with the suspension. Russell Gage limited with a hamstring injury. Leonard Fournette limited with a hamstring as well. Chris Godwin is listed as out. Um, and then Gotta double check Julio Jones' status. I believe he's highly questionable for this game as well. Um, yeah. So definitely something to monitor where both these teams could be missing their top receivers in this game. Um, both got a lineup, look like. You said what? Everyone but the quarterbacks, it looks like. Everyone but the quarterbacks, it looks like. <laughs> uh, uh, and then on the defensive side for the Bucks, Akeem Hicks. He's out with a torn fascia in his foot. Um, Cole Beasley did sign to the Bucks practice squad. There we go. And Todd Bowles said that there's a possibility that he could play this week. So he could become necessary along with yeah. Russell Gage. So, yeah. Greg, your your thoughts on this matchup here? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the under – I'm going with Tampa Bay to cover, Tampa Bay to win. Never thought in my lifetime a matchup between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers would be this unexciting. But, yeah, it's uh, looking like it, especially with all these skilled uh, players being out. Um, But I think Tampa gets it done because they just have the better defense, like a very dominant defense right now. And Aaron Rodgers with a weaker offensive line, not as mobile as usually, with not getting separation with the receivers is going to suffer from that. on their side, I do love Aaron Jones. I mean, like Aaron Jones, um, matchup is tough, but 
he's probably going to be the one getting the most work. Uh, AJ Dillon, so he's more of a has RB one upside. AJ Dillon in that low end RB two territory. Um, and as far as the pass catchers, I would probably be out. I'm not willing to. If Alan Lazard goes, then maybe, but I'm not willing to trust anyone uh, just as a, a late Saturday or Sunday morning ad to play. Um, and on the Buck side, Leonard Fournette can go. He's a RB low in RB one category with the volume of touches he's going to get. Uh, and Cameron Bray, if with this situation happening, I think he could be a desperation tight end uh, to get. Uh, some targets and maybe get a touchdown. Yeah, I'm going to take the, I'll agree with you. This, like this game is so unexciting and it's Tom Brady, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, and it's like, we don't even care. No, um, no. <laughs> yeah. I Yeah. Uh, anyway, so um, I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take the bucks to cover. I'm going to take the bucks to win on the, on the green Bay side. Yeah. Aaron Jones is really all you're going to like. You're really excited to play. In this matchup, uh, AJ Dillon, I think has he's a floor play for me this week. I don't I don't mm-hmm. think his particular skill set matches up well against Tampa Bay, um, and the, you know they're obviously they're known for their rush defense and AJ Dillon being a big bruising runner. Like, I just don't see it at uh, matching up well. Uh, Tunyon, he wasn't great uh, last week in the game against the Bears, but I, I don't think that game was ever competitive at any point. Um, so I they, they didn't even need him, but you know, I, I, I think you could play him this week in this matchup where there's no receivers and they they are going to most likely be trailing in this game uh and have to make some plays. And so I think Tunyon will have to be involved. Um Romeo Dobbs is interesting just because he's he is athletic, he's a rookie, so that there's there's volatility when you play rookies in fantasy. Um but from a DFS perspective, I think if he's the only wide receiver out there for the for for you know Aaron Rodgers, I think that there there is some value in that. Um, for Tampa Bay, Leonard Fournette, I think is in a in a great spot. You know, there's no wide receivers. This run defense isn't very good. Uh, so I think you know he's you know he's got like start of the week type, um, you know, allure here in this matchup. Uh, if Julio can go i think he would be the top option for me yeah uh, but that's very questionable uh so russell gage might end up being becoming the top target but there's also rashad perriman <laughs> and i'm open to either of those options um in deeper leagues right like i think again julio is a top option Russell Gage is is a is a is a floor play. He's going to be in in the, in the mix for like six seven targets, probably going to catch five to seven of them. So that's definitely he you know he's definitely in line for that. But Perriman has the upside that you would look for if a Julio or a Mike Evans you know Mike Evans is obviously out. Julio we don't know, but Perriman has the deep ball ability, so it's possible. Um, and then I can say it every week. I'll continue to say it. Stash Rashad White, please. Just hold him. Like, if he's out there on waivers, just pick him up. You, you know, if you have an extra spot, somebody in your one, you know, in on your team that's in the 1 p.m. slate, they underperform, drop them up, drop them, pick up Rashad White, and, you know, just hold him. Like, Leonard Fournette's already done with the hamstring. I think Rashad White's skill set will be perfect, you know, with Tom Brady and his pass catching. So, just, yeah, let's do that. 
Yeah. Yeah. I feel you learning for that. He banged up every after every run. So yeah. <laughs> uh let's move on to this next matchup here. We've got the one and one LA Rams traveling to Arizona to take on the one and one Arizona Cardinals. This game has a 50 and a half point total where the LA Rams are four point road favorites. The weather is okay in this game uh, in terms of injuries. Rondell Moore is out with a hamstring. James Connor will be a game time decision with that ankle injury. JJ Watt questionable uh, with the calf linebacker Ezekiel Turner for the I believe he plays for the Rams. I didn't specify in my notes, but he's questionable. Uh, Van Jefferson, wide receiver uh, for the Rams, most likely out with the knee. Cornerbacks Kobe Durant and David Long Jr. are limited, and uh, you know, limited and and DMP respectively. Uh, they're both questionable. In terms of this matchup. Greg, I am going to take the under here. I'm going to take the Rams to cover. I'm going to take the Rams to win. Um, I guess you play Kyler this week. Like <laughs> you have to, right? Yeah, like, yeah, I, you're, you're you're trapped. Yeah, you're trapped. Yeah, again. there's no uh, there's no way out of it. So you, you're just going to play them. Uh, Ertz is a tight end one option. Uh, Brown and and Dorch are both four plays at the wide receiver position. I, I'm really really disappointed in Marquise Brown. Like, I feel like the upside should be greater. I mean, this offense as a whole is just terrible. Yeah. It's just so – it's just literally like, hey, Kyler, make a play. Hey, Kyler, yeah. make a play. <laughs> like, a little backyard football at this point. Yeah. So, I just I, – I can't even blame Marquise at this point. I just, like, you left – remember you left Baltimore to go to this, bro. Just remember. Yeah. I don't, um, uh, yeah. And then waiting on confirmation for James Conner again, like his availability, but – uh, willing to play either Williams or you know Benjamin if James Connor's out. I think Williams is probably going to be the one A in that situation, um, but I think you could play them both because uh, they pretty much split the work when Connor went out. Uh, for the Rams, Stafford is a QB one. Uh, Cooper Cup he should dominate you know as he always does, but especially in this matchup, Allen Robinson should be a strong wide receiver three option. Higby he's this is tight end one season for Higby. Uh, a tight end one season, not the tight end one. There's a difference. Uh, Acres was definitely more involved last week, leading the, the the team in rushing rushing share uh, as well as targets at the position. So you have to play him. Although Henderson was was definitely more efficient. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm gonna go with the under. Take Los Angeles to cover. Los Angeles to win. Um, I'm, on the Cardinal side, you're definitely you're still playing Kyler Murray. Um, I think he can still fall into a, a QB one week, which is what his backyard play. Uh, Darrell Williams, I agree with you. If James Conner can't go for his banged up, uh, he's going to be the guy to probably lead uh, the team in, in carries um, and just touches and opportunities. Um, you know, Benjamin will be involved. So Darrell Williams, I see him more as a RB2. Greg Dortch, uh, keep him going for sure uh, as a reliable you know, wide receiver three option with some wide receiver two upside. Um, especially because, you know, Rondo Moore is still out. Uh, and Marquise, Hollywood, Marquise Brown, sorry. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, yeah, the matchups, talk about a stretch of like three amazing matchups he could have had, or two in the first two weeks. Like, yeah, this team as a whole, yeah, it's, it's, it's rough. But I think I'm still looking at him in, in that flex conversation. Um, and then on the Rams side, Matthew Stafford in a smash spot here for sure. 
Um, definitely should be his best week statistically. Uh, Cooper Cup is going to be his main guy. Allen Robinson with a great bounce back last week. So I think he's a wide receiver two in this week, actually. And uh, Tyler Higby is going to continue with the great matchups and going to be able to get uh, many targets in this offense. Um, the running backs is, is the most intriguing uh, position right now. But uh, I think they're both top, more top 30 plays. Uh, I've had to choose who has the more upside right now. It's, it's, it's kind of tough um, for sure. Um, it could be where they alternate weeks uh, back to back. So um, just based off the first two weeks, I'm going to still probably lean Daryl Henderson uh, just slightly. Yeah, I, I mean, it's tough because you, you like, you want, want, like, if you were the coach, you'd be like, all right, I'm going to give Daryl Henderson the ball because he looks really good. But Cam yeah. Akers touched it like a lot last week. I, I don't yeah. have the numbers in front of me, but just, you know, based, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a tough situation for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the, the next matchup, um, the Sunday night football matchup, 8.20 p.m. The one and one San Francisco 49ers travel to Denver to take on the one and one Denver Broncos. This game has a 45 and a half point total where the San Francisco 49ers are one point road favorites. In terms of injuries, well, the weather's okay, but in terms of injuries, wide receiver KJ Hamler, he's limited with a knee and a hip. He's questionable. Jerry Judy. Uh, dealing with that rib injury, um, he was a DNP early in the week, then got a limited practice in. So I don't really know what his status is for the game. I am not counting on him to play, though. Um, yeah, it's 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 tough with Jerry Judy, but uh, on the de- uh, continuing Denver's injuries, Pasterton the second, he was a DNP with a shoulder. And he's banged up. So he's questionable for this game as well. And Josie Jewell, the linebacker, is limited with a knee or with a calf. And then they have a bunch of other guys questionable. But uh, on the San Fran side, Eric Armstead, he's questionable with a foot. And George Kittle is no longer on the injury report. So that is great news there. Greg, what do you got in this matchup? You are on mute, sir. Uh, I'm definitely gonna, I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take Denver to cover and Denver to win. Um, was very close to switching over to San Fran here, knowing that Judy and Patrick Sertan are possibly both out. I mean, that those are two uh, game-changing players right there. Um, but I'm gonna still take them to win, just being home, and maybe they have the slight edge. Russell gets it done for them. Uh, on the Denver side. Russell Wilson, a lower borderline QB1 uh, in this matchup. Uh, the running backs, you know, Javante Williams, uh, RB1 upside. Melvin Gordon is an RB2. Um, I think their their roles getting solidifying nicely, and they're probably both playing pretty well, solidly uh, of late. Um, as far as the receivers, if Judy can't go, that definitely gives a bump a bump to Sutton um, to to get some to lead in targets and get to wide receiver one upside. Uh, even if Judy does go, I think they're both uh, favorable matchups on the outside, um, so they're they're playable. Um, but as far as how, oh, I mean, it was it was rough last week for sure. I mean, getting that basically pretty much a dud uh, 
And but if Judy can't go, like it's you know, it does open up some targets for him. But I mean, the targets are still should have been there to begin with. So uh, he's a, definitely a risky play right now. I think if you combine like a Jared Everett, Tyler Higby, Tyler Conklin, um, other matchups to play over him, I, w- I will go with that. Uh, even Irv Smith Jr. as well. Um, and then on the uh, San Fran side, Jimmy G being back, uh, another option possibly for this late slot to for streaming category. I mean, he knows this offense. He produces when he's in it. Um, so I, I think I, he's not going to kill you in this game. Uh, and then as far as their, their running backs, um, Eli Mitchell still being out. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., RB2 territory with J- Jimmy G being there. They might rely on, rely on the run game more. He's not getting carries still from him by Trey Lance. Uh, Debo Sammy might get some carries, but still uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. is RB2, solid RB2. And with Patrick Sertambi out, that does open up some matchups for the outside uh, for Debo uh, to be, you know, in that wide receiver one category. Uh, Brandon Ayuk does help him a little bit to enter that flex conversation for me. And George Kittle, man, he's back. Good matchup. I think he he shows people why he's George Kittle on the field. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take San Fran to cover, San Fran to win. Uh, in terms of the fantasy stuff uh, on the Denver side, uh, Javante Williams, he's he's an RB1 option. I think he he's, he's one of those guys that's underperformed in, in the red zone. Uh, so, you know, he's due for some touchdown regression. Uh, Cortland Sutton, uh, he, I mean, depending on what happens with Judy, uh, he could see a ton of targets here. So, um, you know, I think he's definitely a wide receiver, a wide receiver two with some wide receiver one upside. I think regardless of whether Judy plays or not, because I, I think Judy could, could end up being limited, um, you know, in this game here. Uh, Melvin Gordon, he's a low end RB3. Uh, I love Jeff Wilson's volume, like the volume that he's going to get in this game, right? Like they just signed Marlon Mack to, from the practice squad. Um, you know, they don't have Elijah Mitchell. They don't have Terry and Davis Price. Uh, Jordan Mason didn't touch the ball last week. Um, yeah, and Jimmy G's at quarterback. So this is going to be yeah. a normal offense, a normal Shanahan offense. I think Jeff Wilson should see a ton of opportunities. And he's also another guy that has under underperformed in the touchdown category relative to his red zone opportunities. So, um, you know, I think he's a guy that should have, you know, be a high in RB2 this week. Uh, Debo Samuel, he's a wide receiver too. Uh, and then Brandon Ayuk, you think he's a wide receiver too, but he's definitely got more upside this week as well because, you know, Debo Samuel will take some opportunities as the, you know, as the as a running back, which leads to more opportunities as a, as a pass catcher for Ayuk. Uh, and then Kittle, tight end one. Uh, yeah, he's going, so he's a tight end one. Yes, sir. Um, I on the last game, did either one of us talk? I didn't talk about Allen Robinson. I don't think I did. Did I? Oh, I, I did. Well, I, mean, uh, you, I think you did as well. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned Allen Robinson. All right. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure. Strong wide receiver three is what I said, but just in case I didn't say it. Uh, anyway. Moving on to the last matchup, the most exciting matchup for, for Greg, <laughs> at least. Um, Sir. The one-on-one Dallas Cowboys, led by Cooper Rush, traveled to MetLife Stadium to take on the 2-0 and New York Giants, led by Daniel Jones. This game has a 39.5-point total. The New York Giants are 2.5-point favorites. 
there is chance of rain in the area. <laughs> uh, safety Jerron Curse for the Dallas Cowboys. He was a DMP in practice with a knee injury. Linebacker Michael Parsons, he's questionable with an illness. Uh, tight end Dalton Schultz, highly questionable. So I would definitely uh, find uh, you know all, you know alternative options in this one. Um, you know maybe Daniel Bellinger in the same game. Uh, Michael Gallup, he's a full participant in practice. Uh, he's questionable with the knee. Likely that he could make his return this week, but maybe you wait and see. Uh, Dak Prescott, he's out obviously, but he returned to practice, which is good news. Hmm. Um, he was throwing a softball, I think, size, softball, size ball, doing some gripping and some throwing with that. So He's got to do uh, his Russell yeah. Wilson, like, go out before the game and do a fake drive, you know? Yeah, you know. <laughs> Russell Wilson, did you see the video of him doing the – he was coming out for practice. Like yeah, oh. with the, like he was running through it. I'm like, bro. He could. He has to be number one cheesiest player in the NFL. Uh, oh, easily. Yeah, yeah easily. 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 Everybody easily. got on Channing Crowder when he called him a square and corny and all this other yeah. stuff. But I'm like, nah, bro. Yeah, I, I get he, what Channing is saying. Yeah, yeah. I get what Chan is saying. <laughs> and no, no. Uh, look, look. I love Russ. I think he's great. He's great at football. He's a great. He's a great man. Great person. Like, love all that stuff. But there's no way that. The, you can't say that he's the cheesiest person. Like Scott Fish tweeted <laughs> out something that is very, very true. Like when you think about it, like when however corny you think Russ is, just think this is the version of him that our publicist lets us see, that his publicist <laughs> lets us see. Like, so there's probably another version that we're not even seeing. Oh man. Uh anyway, I don't even know how we got talking about Russ, but uh, for the Giants, in terms of injuries, Aziz Ojolari, he's uh, limited with a calf. Kayvon Thibodeau, questionable with a knee. Leonard Williams, DMP with a knee. Kadarius Toney, limited with a hamstring. Wondell Robinson was a DMP with a knee. And then they got a, a bunch of other guys questionable here. Um, Greg, what say you on this matchup? I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Giants to cover and the Giants to win. Uh, I think they get it done with their defense, as uh, I think has been the star of this team uh, the last couple of weeks. Um, so I think that continues to drive them to get some victories uh, on their offensive end. On their end, uh, Saquon Barkley, uh, you're starting him as an RB1. Uh, and as far as the pass catchers, I, if I want a pass catcher, it's Richie James right now. Um, that's who I want. I think he's starting to enter that flex category. So if, you, if you're in desperate need of a receiver or deep league flex, I think he is the play. Um, Shepard will get targets, but his A dodge is so low right now. He's just not doing anything with that. Uh, cause so unless you're in like a two point PPR league, you know, something crazy, like <laughs> there's no reason for Sterling Shepard to, to be playing right now. Uh, and then as far as the, on, on the Dallas side, um, Zeke, he is RB three, uh, almost low, like RB four territory now, RB three, um, think you can if you have a, a better player the running back position you can make the argument to bench him uh and as far as the uh passing game you know Tony Parler is the I guess the running back if, if I'm going to play uh just because it's a athletic Giants defense I think you want to put a more athletic pass catcher running back type out there so I think Tony Parler could get some be flex value Noah Brown uh as far as the receiver Michael Gallup is back but I think yeah he's going to be eased in so I'm still 
going to be – he's a stash for me. Noah Brown, uh, as far as the receivers, and Michael Gallup are the guys I'm – I'm sorry, um, C.D. Lamb are the guys I'm looking at um, to be in that flex wide receiver two upside category. Yeah, I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take Dallas to cover. I'm going to take Dallas to win. Um, think that on the fantasy side, C.D. Lamb, he's a wide receiver three flex option. Uh, Michael Gallup likely to return in this one. Probably a stash, right? Like I think you said the same thing, right? Just stash him. There's no no sense in, in trying to play him in this game. Noah Brown definitely yeah. has some intrigue as as a as a as a deeper flex as well. Um, Tony Pollard and Zeke, both wide receiver or running back three flex options on the Giants side. Saquon Barkley, he's a you know top RB one option. And then I agree with you, Richie James. He's a wide receiver two. Sterling Shepard, probably a, a closer to a wide receiver three floor play. Uh, and then Kadarius Tony, I think you got to stash him. I mean, I, 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 like he was more. I'm only giving him like one or two more weeks, though. Like, but he was more involved last week, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like than the week before. Um, you know, so to me, that's like that's trending up in the right direction. So, you know, if he does, and he's a Sterling Shepherd injury away. Not oh, yeah, saying yeah. I wish anything on anybody, but like we talked Alan. about Sterling Shepherd, he's. He's due because he pays yeah. for the contract and he's got to be injured. So, you know, he's he it's only a, it's 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 he's contractually obligated obligated to be injured at some point. So Kadarius Tony gonna have an opportunity. I mean, he's got the same contract, so you know, he could end up being injured as well. But yeah. Um looks like Greg may be frozen. Nope, oh, we're back. Yes, sir. I was about to say yeah. you can't There's be some frozen. Aaron Cardarius Tony, Tony hate just you know it messed up the connection because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not talent like they it's the coaches they they don't mess with they're not just jiving right now I mean but yeah he's definitely I mean he's not getting way, he's not like he's injury way he's he's probably the best receiver on the team like like you know he just needs to play like <laughs> I mean he's uh he's got more. Uh, more he played more snaps than than Kenny Galladay did last week. Like even when he gets the ball, like he jukes like at least four people. Like it's crazy. Like he he just moves different out there. So yeah, I'm not sure what's happening. Yeah, it's definitely uh only be stashed for so long though, you know. Nope, for sure. You can only stash for so long. I mean it depends on yeah. this it also depends on your roster. Right? Like if if, yeah. if I'm sitting here, I'm two and oh looking at three and oh, like and he has yeah. another bad game, like I might sit there. I'm like, I'll just put Kadarius Tony on my team because because that's what it's about, yeah. right? Finding these guys yeah. with that upside. Like we see, we've seen the upside from Kadarius Tony. Nobody yeah. oh, on the yeah. absolutely roster could do what Kadarius Tony did against yep. Dallas last year, right? Like ten for one eighty nine. We all witnessed it. Like mm. <laughs> nobody oh. else, was, nobody else can do it. So I need that. We've been chasing that game ever since, but it's <laughs> but we're gonna get it again. <laughs> Um, all right, now it's time for the money time, man. We start sure. the week. Let's get to work, Greg. Who is your uh, quarterback start of the week this week? Sure, you know, I said he uh, had a smash spot this week. Uh, definitely going to be his best six statistical game. I'm going Matthew Stafford going against the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, they're getting up about 40 attempts a game. Uh, so this both for a, another high passing volume game. 
uh, where they rely on receivers, Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson. Uh, but I think the interceptions and the touchdown number go up. He got three last week, a great bounce back against Atlanta. I think he gets to three again this week, uh, limits those interceptions. And Matthew Stafford is due for another, I think, a top five day. He was QB 10 last week. I think he bumps that up this week. Yeah, I like Matthew Stafford this week. He's definitely somebody that was in consideration for me. Uh, but I had to go with a guy that needs, uh, you know, sorry, I didn't put you, I didn't even put your quarterback start of the week. Oh, no, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. Arizona, worst, I, worst team against QBs right now, too. I mean, that's why I went Derek Carr last week, you know. Yep, Arizona, yep. You know, so, um, yeah, somebody who I think they need a little confidence start of the week here. And I don't have a lot of this guy, but I feel like, People really, people that have them are like kind of in panic right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go with uh, Joe Burrow versus my New York Jets. He, you know, gets a gets a matchup here against the Jets, four and a half point favorites in a game with a decent total. Uh, but both these teams are one and two in in pass attempts, and his weapons have some good matchups. I trust Joe Burrow this week in a game where the Bengals are trying to avoid falling to zero and three here. So. Uh, Joe Burrow is going to have to make some plays. He's got Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Uh, I think Hayden Hurst as well is in a good matchup. So I, they're, they're going to make some plays for sure. Yeah, though, definitely like Joe Shiesty, uh going against the Jets. I mean, he's definitely got to have that bounce back week because everyone thinks they're in a the Super Bowl hangover right now for sure. Definitely. Uh, Greg, who's your running back start of the week this week? I mean, yeah, that kind of you know ties into your, your quarterback start of the week. I'm going with Joe Mix, Joey Mixon against the New York Jets. Um, again, talk about a guy that you know is getting volume, but definitely produces with that. 27 carries in Week One, 19 last week. Uh, he's still getting targets out there as well. Um, had uh, combined for 13 this year as well targets. So he's doing both on the carries in and the receiving in. Uh, but I think this time where it's going to happen is that touchdown department. He still has no touchdowns yet uh, in this week. I mean, this year. Uh, a guy that can be explosive if the offense is explosive, which I think they'll they'll get opportunities in the red zone. Joe Mixon is in for a touchdown, I think, and he's going in for a top five rushing day, uh, running back day for sure against the Jets. Yeah, I like I like that one as well, Joe Mixon. I mean, again, we're on the same page. He was definitely somebody as well that was in good consideration for me. I mean, there's some decent matchups this week for the running backs. Um, you know, Leonard Fournette's another guy that I strongly considered putting in this spot here based on his matchup but i went with another guy that needs a uh you know needs a confidence start of the week here and that's going with that's going with dalvin cook going up against detroit um it's not often i get to pick dalvin cook as a start of the week so i'm going to use this as my opportunity i alluded to a potential squeaky wheel game earlier in the week uh, head coach Kevin O'Connell talked about needing to get cooked the ball more and and what a better opportunity than against the division rival Detroit Lions, who Cook averages 106 rushing yards and one whole touchdown against the Lions in six career games. I think Cook gets it going this week against the the Lions for for a nice bounce back week. Yeah, I mean, some of I think Dalvin Cook's one of the best games has been against Detroit. So uh, yeah, I, I like this matchup for sure. Greg, your wide receiver started the week this week. I'm going to go with Brandon Cooks going against the Chicago Bears. Uh, I think more, one, because he's getting still getting that volume. He's top 10 at the wide receiver position in targets, getting 11 targets per game. That's uh, pretty high. Uh, that's wide receiver one number right there. But the production, I think, will come here uh, going against Chicago. Weak matchups on the outside. 
really the the dominant guy for for touches. I think Houston is going to make this a game. Uh, I think I picked him to win the game too. So yeah, it's, he's going to be a big part of that. Brandon Cooks going to dominate. Yeah, I, we you know, we always love Brandon Cooks on this show. Uh, so definitely, definitely like that. Uh, for me, my wide receiver start of the week. I sensing a theme here with my wide receiver starts of the week. I swear it wasn't per, or my starts of the week here, and I swear it wasn't on purpose. But another guy that I feel like needs that confidence start of the week. Going with Brandon Ayuk, going up against Denver. Uh, Pat Sertan questionable there with that shoulder. Uh, Justin Simmons, he's also you know he's on IR, so Denver is hurting in the secondary. Uh, and then you know last week was the first game with the first whole game without Elijah Mitchell, which means that we saw Debo Samuel playing more in the backfield. Uh, and it was also, we saw a game, a game where we saw Jimmy G stepping in at quarterback, the end result, Ayuk seeing a elite, a team leading 33% target share. So he's averaging almost 15 yards per reception right now. I think Ayuk has a mini breakout right here uh, with Jimmy G in the lineup. So I said he's a strong wide receiver to I say he's a wide receiver to play, but I think he's definitely a strong wide receiver to play. So if you got him sitting there on your bench, you've been questioning, I think you know he's definitely a strong wide receiver to flex option for you this week. Yeah, definitely like that. That would definitely help with confidence. I and mean, Jimmy G being back, uh that could open up the pass game a little bit. So yeah, it looks looking good. Yeah, definitely. Um, Greg, your tight end start of the week this week. This is definitely a, you know, he's back. He's got to produce for where you drafted him. Got to be George Kittle uh, going against Denver. Just, you know, not even matchup. Uh, this is all about him him being back on the field. Uh, one, uh, with Jimmy G, open up the pass game. He talks about how he's going to get more attempts. Jimmy G relies on George Kittle a lot uh, for, for drive um, movers and everything like that. So I think George Kittle is in a great spot here to come back in, lead the team in targets, and, and be a dog like he usually is. Yeah, I, look, man, love me some George Kittle. Uh, so I, I, I like this one here. Um, I'm going with Dallas Goddard against Washington. I, I talked about this one earlier in the week, kind of alluded. I said he's in a start-of-the-week type spot here. Um, Goddard's killing it right now. He's the, the tight end eight in total PPR points, but he's the tight end seven – or but he and the tight end seven are the only ones who haven't scored a touchdown. So uh, he's got room for more upside. His quarterback in, in Jalen Hurts is hot right now. Uh, some of that has to drip to Goddard, uh, who who has a great matchup here against the Washington Commanders. Yeah, Dallas Goddard's been killing. I mean, he was my start of week, I think, in week two. I think last week, yeah. So Or not nah, actually. I've just one. been loving this matchup. Week one, yeah. So Dallas Goddard's been man. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, now it's time for the uh, the time that everybody wants to see. We play some. Sir, got ready. my got my dub last week. Shout out to my mom, Ross St. Brown. You know. <laughs> yes, sir. Greg got a dub. One eighteen twenty eight to eighty seven sixty eight over here. Uh, so it was rough for me last week, but we're gonna bounce back. Uh, so right now, Greg's made it one and one, mm-hmm. and uh, Greg gets the first pick here because it is week three. And our week, yes, sir. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take J- 
Joe Mixon as my RB1. Slot him in there against the Jets at 8,200. Okay. Uh, I'm going to leverage that a little bit. I'm going to get Jamar Chase, 8,500. Also going against the Jets. Okay. I like that. I'm going to take a smash by here, hopefully. He finishes the wide receiver one, Devontae Adams at 8,700. As my wide receiver one going against Tennessee. Okay, nice. Uh, I'm gonna slide in uh, Drake London at 6,200 as my uh, second wide receiver. Drake London, like that. I'm gonna go with the uh, second wide receiver, 7,800. Amara St. Brown. Slide him in there. I mean, I'm going to just keep having rolling until the wheels fall off, which they won't. So just keep rolling against Detroit. I mean, Minnesota wide receiver. That's cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to get Garrett Wilson going up against Cincinnati. Get, a little, get the, the cross game stack and my, okay. my in lineup stack, uh, 6,100 going up against Cincy. A tight end, I'm going to go with Tyler Higby, uh, 5,700. Got probably one of the best matchups at the tight end this week, and he's still pretty cheap for a tight end one. You scared the crap out of me right there because I thought you were going to take my guy. So, luckily, good thing I don't have to take him right now. Um, I'm going to take Mariota at 7,300. He's my quarterback streaming the week. Uh, going up against Seattle, so and I and I get the stack between him and Drake London. I'm gonna go with a leverage play here. My wide receiver three. I'm gonna take Elijah Moore in that same Cincinnati Jets game, 5,500. Uh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, wide receiver like three. Yes, sir. I like that. <laughs> um. Whew. So, at uh, running back, I gotta lock it. I gotta lock in uh, my guy here. Dalvin Cook, my running back start of the week, going up against Detroit. Um, I'm going to go at my flex, Marquise Brown, 7,000 in that Rams-Arizona game. Uh, Yeah, hopefully he just, you know, falls into a touchdown, gets gets these touches in this hopefully high-scoring game. Um, For me at – in my flex – well, I'll go tight end first. Well, I guess I'll go flex. At flex, I'm going to go Justin Jefferson, 9,500. So. Uh, I'm going to take Matthew Stafford at quarterback, 7,700. Quarterback start of the week. Slide him in there. Solidify that. Yep. Uh, at tight end, I'm going to get Dallas Goddard for 5,500. Uh, and then my RB2, taking Naeem Hines, uh, going against Kansas City um, for Indianapolis, um, 5,100. Uh, I think should be a good matchup for him to get involved in this game, hopefully high scoring. Okay. Uh, for my defense, I'm going to actually oh, – this is crazy. I'm going to go with the Jets' defense. They play against Cincinnati. Uh, 
Joe Burrow gets sacked a ton. So I'm just looking for some points there from my defense. And I'm going to take the New Orleans Saints at 4,300 going against Carolina. That should be a pretty, pretty good play for them. I mean, they just are able to wreak, wreak havoc, even against Tom Brady and boys last week. They should have no problem with, with Baker. Yeah, no. I am going to uh, – at running back, there's a few guys here that I could go with, and, I, you know, I'll talk through it. You're done, right? You're done. Yeah, I'm I'll done. Talk, yeah, I'm, I'm I'll, locked I'll talk through it. I mean, I'm I've got forty nine hundred dollars left, and there's a few running backs that I'm willing to play here in this spot. Um, Daryl Williams probably being at the top of the list. Uh, he's again only forty nine hundred. He's like we said, he's the one could be the one A for James Conner. Uh, Brandon Bolden's also an interesting option. He's 4,800. Josh Jacobs, he did not travel with the team uh, to Tennessee to play in the 1 p.m. games, which we broke down yesterday. So uh, there's some volume being missed there, as well as the rookies, Amir White, could be involved. Um, and then the last guy I was considering here is Tyler Algier, who he's 4,800, uh, saw 10 carries last week. I'm not going to go with him because I have Mariota and Drake London already, but I will take Daryl Williams. I was just wanted to talk through those low price options for the people out there watching and listening, so you guys can 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 consider some of these guys because they're they're kind of like free squares that allow you to jam in some of these studs into your lineup. Um. All right, Greg, run through your lineup real quick for the people. That winning lineup going with Matthew Stafford, seventy seven hundred at quarterback, Joe Mixon. 8,200 as my RB1 going against the Jets. Naeem Hines, 5,100 uh, as my RB2. Devontae, Devontae Adams, 8,700 as my wide receiver one. Amon Ross St. Brown at 7,800 uh, as my wide receiver two. Elijah Moore at 5,500 as my wide receiver three. And in that same matchup against Cincinnati. Tyler Higby as my tight end, 5,700. And Marquise Brown, 7,000. And as my defense, the New Orleans Saints going against Carolina at 4,300. 7,000 is a lot of money for like nine and a half half PPR points. <laughs> <laughs> this is the blow up game. This, this is the this blow up game. game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> um, yeah, for me at quarterback, I got uh, Marcus Mariota, 7,300. Uh, running back, my running back start of the week, Dalvin Cook, 8,300 at my RB2. Uh, I've got Daryl Williams, 4,900, going up against the Rams. Uh, Drake London is my wide receiver, uh, going up against Seattle for 6,200. Uh, Jamar Chase going up against the New York Jets at 8,500. Uh, get a little in-game stack here. Garrett Wilson going up against the Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Bengals at 6,100. At tight end, I get my tight end start of the week, uh, Dallas Goddard. And then at in my flex spot, I've got – um, Justin Jefferson going up against Detroit. So I got a, a cross stack with, with Greg here, but also monopolize most of the uh, Minnesota offense. And then at my defense, the New York Jets, 3,700. Yeah, like that. Definitely rethinking this uh, Marquise Brown play now after you said that. Because looking at those <laughs> that are also are 7,000. 
<laughs> you said like, oh man, looking at those people who are also seven thousand. Crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. First of all, Alexander Madison is seven thousand, which is wild. Yeah, I guess they're the Detroit thing, and they're gonna run. Oh uh, the yeah, game. they're gonna be blown out and stuff. Okay, I mean, uh, I guess, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty much it. Gonna close this out, and yeah, everybody have a good weekend. And obviously, we're gonna be back here on Monday to recap everything the week that was, and um, you know, hopefully, we're talking about. Yeah. Sir. Anything else you want to say to the people, Greg, before we close this out? You know, G-Man, baby, you already know. You're about to be here. Yes, sir. Ah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> hey, hopefully the 3-0 is a 0-3 for the Bengals so the Jets can get the 2-1 because it would be fun. You know, it'd be, it'd be good. Uh, fun for me, at least. Not for the Bengals fans, I'm sure. Uh, anyways, uh, we always appreciate y'all. We always have fun every time we do this. And, um, yeah. Have a good one, everybody. Good luck this weekend. And we're out of here. Yeah.